In the not-too-distant past, last Monday AD, four comic book nerds were talking comics that were ND. It's the Comics Are Better podcast where, we sent, where we're sent indie comics the best we can find. We have to read them all and you'll all monitor our minds. And now it's time for the host roll call. Brian. Carrie. Hi. Darcy. Hello. And Richard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. And if you haven't read what the subject of this episode is or got that reference, then um, you're in for some fun today, I hope. <laughs> so we have asked Richard to come back this week um, for, for after a wonderful episode last week. Uh, he's, he's now less a guest host and more of a fourth Ninja Turtle. So welcome. Oh, yes. No one. Uh, I didn't think anyone could hear my finger guns. <laughs> Wait, so which Ninja Turtle are you? Oh, man. Raphael. <laughs> Sweet. I, I'm going to call Donatello. I dressed up as him for uh, two Halloweens in a row when I was nine and ten. So he's my fave. That'll work. <laughs> Darcy? I was always... Michelangelo everybody likes Michelangelo but I'm not very funny so it doesn't really fit me so much as an adult do you love pizza everybody loves pizza yeah that's that's not much of a stretch but yes of course I was having I get it at least the other day (laughs) I was having cheap pizza the other day and I was like this is even good pizza but pizza's perfect perfect. (laughs) exactly even bad pizza is good pizza like I'm just like oh like we nailed it as a society. Like when, when we burned this whole thing to the ground, we're yeah. like, but but we did pizza though. <laughs> if, if you get the if you get the right toppings, you get all five food groups as well, you know, and on a pizza. Oh. So let's <laughs> add a veggie and a and a and a protein and you got it all. Or so. a fruit and a protein. Thank you, fruit pineapple on pizza. Yes. Which okay. It's fantastic. Pineapple on pizza. Um I wouldn't order it but i will eat it okay i have <laughs> i have been on a pepperoni crispy bacon like your breakfast bacon mm-hmm. and pineapple as my toppings on the pizza lately that's been very good i mean again i'd eat it but yeah. it would not <laughs> there's no time i'd be ordering a pizza and i'd be like that's what i want i'm yeah, sure no, it I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm more traditional hawaiian but i definitely yeah. you know Canadian bacon or ham, uh, pineapple and jalapenos. That's Ooh. a very, very good pizza. That sounds really good. Where we live, they make a chorizo and pickled jalapeno uh, pizza. Mm. And chorizo and jalapeno is great. Yeah, that's what I've been getting. It's been <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, that's a great pizza. Um, I've had fried Oreo pizza. Ooh. That's one I have not had, but sounds excellent. It's a place out in Queens in uh, New York. Like it has this wild pizza menu and that's just one of them, but it's fantastic. And they have one pizza that I haven't had where I think it has uh, 15 full cheeseburgers on the pizza, like made cheeseburger, not just, not just, you know, the pad patty meat. No, Mm -hmm. 15 whole cheeseburgers. Whole cheeseburgers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sounds like somebody wants to die, but you know, if you want to go. But you lived well, Darcy. I'm for it. I'm not, I'm not against it at all. That's like man versus food territory. That's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. 
<laughs> All right. Well, um, we do have a great episode for everybody. Uh, and I guess we'll go ahead and get started uh, with the DIY corner. As always, um, I have let's I have two for this week, and I, I guess I'll start with that first one I'm gonna talk about is a trick of the light. Uh, by Ali Fell. It is a story inspired by British girls' comics of the 60s and 70s. And it has a very mystery kind of feel to it uh, by, the, by the sound and the description. Art looks pretty cool. It's black and white, well-shaded. It's, it, it, it definitely looks like it came from the 60s and 70s, but you know, with a little bit better uh, production quality than they had back then. Um, but the, the story summary, it's, it's 1970. Ruth and Cynthia are two teachers at a country school somewhere in the UK. It's a warm summer morning like any other, and Ruth is driving them both to work. But as the day progresses, she begins to fear she is developing a migraine, and her reality starts to shift. Can she trust her perception? So fun, sounds like a little fun kind of psychological slash slice of life combined. Sounds pretty interesting. Very cool. And uh, yeah, if, if you guys have seen the art, it looks, the art looks pretty cool. Very detailed. Very cool. Uh, yeah, right. the detailing is really good. The penciling's great. I, I think the art's really nice. And we're in stretch goal territory on that one. Um, they, they met their goal. So they have 17 days to go. So if you want to hop on board, uh, you have till Friday, December 3rd at uh, 5.59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Whatever that means. <laughs> okay. And I think it's I think it's your time. Whatever that means. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's where you're at. <laughs> I think it's is it technically no. I guess it is specific standard time. It's daylight time is during the spring and so. Okay. Never mind. Okay. okay. We, yeah, we just got out of that. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Now. It's stupid, but we just got out of it. <laughs> the yes, definitely agreed. The the extra hour every once so, you know every year is nice, but it's not worth the is time it? change. It's, it's I don't know. Working. I work. I work for companies on the other side of the planet that don't do it, and companies on this side of the planet that do do it. It fucks me up every yeah. time we change. I hate <laughs> it. It's the worst. It just messes That's not good. up the entire schedule. I can imagine. Um, okay. Well, so I do have a second DIY corner, and this is um, actually on top of us. And I chose this one. I wanted this one second because this will go into our spotlight, and I'll have Darcy go next. She also has something from top of us to kind of combine things together. Um, so this is House of Slay, and it's um, inspired the by the lives and likenesses of. Apologize on pronunciations. I'm do I'll try my best, but I do apologize in advance. Um, Prabal Garung, Laura Kim, Tina Luang. Uh, Philip Lim and Ezra J. William, and it's a writer of uh, by uh, friend of the podcast uh, Jeremy Holt, uh, artist uh, Sue Lee, colors by Kimmy Lee, letters by Android Design, and uh, covers are done by uh, Kevin Wada. So it sounds it, it the only the first uh, episode has come out. It's a very it's kind of a short episode. It starts um, in China at an excavation of a of a temple. And it ends in New York several months later, where this rock that was excavated is on display at some uh, some fashion party, and uh, the uh, the main characters are uh, checking it out. And um, I know that by the descriptions I've read in the articles that this is going to be kind of a superpower oriented comic. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be these uh, these real life. Uh, uh, people who are part of the House of Slay, that's what they call themselves, also known as uh, Hashtag Slasians also, which I think is kind of fun and clever. And uh, they will um, 
that they're basically going to uh, be saving the day with superpowers and fighting uh, um, uh, Asian hatred, AAPI hate and bad stuff. I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> the arts, the arts, really good. The coloring's nice. Um, I went through episode one. Um, I, you just said there's only one episode. One episode's all I went through, so hopefully yeah. there's only one. Um, so there isn't a whole lot to look at so far, but what there is to look at, it's definitely got potential. Um, in Atopus, you know, there's potential for all of that to change and grow. So that's always interesting, but you've got established creators here. So uh, it's probably going to be a lot more consistent, I guess, probably. So it, it looks good to start. It could change as it goes on. I don't know. It sounds really interesting. It looks really good and really interesting. So I, I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm excited about it. And doesn't this harken back to when we interviewed Jeremy and they told us how um, if they were to do a superhero book, they would want it to be different anyways? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Probably well, hinting pretty, towards yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So it looks like they, they got what they wanted to do. So that's really cool. Um, and also, you know, like you mentioned the colors, uh, it, the half of the, the, the comic takes place in, you know, in a, in a temple in, in China mm. and the other half takes place in New York and the colors are drastically different to kind of show the different places and they're more vibrant. They're very like Indiana Jones, yellows and, and browns and like, exactly. and then they, they go into like the vibrant purples and pinks and greens and stuff like when they when they're in New York. So very nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you uh, you mentioned annual design with the lettering and that's mm-hmm. you know for tapas I, I don't want to say anything bad about tapas but um annual designs a big lettering a big name in lettering for absolutely for tapas <laughs> basically uh, almost every indie comic is, is done by annual design right I think mostly like boom and vaults like they right. use annual all the time mm. I, most of the people i read on tapas like do their own lettering so, yeah, so. I, I don't know it was Aww. just like I saw that and I was like you've got a special letterer mm-hmm. <laughs> that really stood out to me I, I don't oh. know why but pulling out all the stops <laughs> pulling out all the stops let's do it all right okay so I guess I'll lead us to the spotlight uh like I said uh, Darcy do you want to go first sure I will um my spotlight again continuing uh tapas it's fully accessible this is an older uh, uh, offering from 2016. It is uh, Boo. Uh, actually, I think I put a little too much ooh on that. Uh, Boo, mm-hmm. uh, which is a um, Tamil uh, uh, India comic from uh, Nabi. Um, it is about, it kind of has like multiple stories in it, um, but on like the main characters and it are Jamil and Sabor who are roommates who maybe initially don't necessarily like each other quite so much, uh, but they get over it real quick and it's kind of like superficial, don't like. Um, And it's very queer, uh, deals with issues of like, um, uh, like transgender issues, gay issues, um, uh, intersex issues, which you don't see a lot of uh, talk about in not just in comics, but like life period, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of 
like the fact that there's as many intersex people in the world as there are like people with red hair, like people don't talk about it. Um, and it is an issue that's discussed in the comic. Uh, so you have like Jamil and Sabor's love story. Um, the characters, the main characters and many of the other characters in the story, most of the other characters in the story are Muslim. Uh, and so is Nabi, who is the creator of the, the story. So it's a Muslim queer love story. Um, then like there's a secondary story that's being told from uh, like a lawyer's perspective who, and this was, like I said, it, it started in 2016 and ended a little bit after 2018, which is when um, uh, like they decriminalized homosexuality uh, in India at that oh. time. Uh, oh. So she, this lawyer character is famous for being the daughter of uh, her father, like legislated for like uh, some intersexual, uh, for like some intersexual rights issues. Um, and so she is also like, that's like her area of interest. She, uh, she does um, like, she fights for queer issues, but she's also a lesbian. And so her story deals with primarily like her and her girlfriend and her girlfriend's um, uh, husband. And then you've got like this third story of like a politician um, and uh, her uh, uh, like sidekick, basically. Uh, and so you have, it's, it's very like, on the surface, it's hugely romantic. It's very much like a romance story. And then after that, it's very like sociopolitical. So you have issues of the politics in the country, issues of like religion and like social concerns of how all of this is dealt with like on a like sociocultural level. Um, but on the surface and on the whole, it's very much just kind of like a romance story and the relationships between all of these people. Um, it's an English language story, uh, but there is like a lot of Tamil language, like in the background as, as like almost like detail, um, or art, uh, Nabi says that they do, uh, poetry better in Tamil, but, um, I can't read that. So I don't actually know if that's true. Like when <laughs> Sabor writes poetry or, or says poetry for Jamil uh, or sings poetry for Jamil, a lot of times it's in the background in, in uh, Tamil and um, it's translated in bubbles in English. And Nabi's like, it's better in Tamil, I promise, but it's really pretty in English. So I don't actually know if it's better in Tamil, but uh, it's always really pretty in English. Uh, the arts, really, really interesting and very, very, I really liked it, but it's very stylistic and very unique. A lot of it, especially in, there's a lot of flashback scenes that are hugely stylized and very um, metaphorical. Uh, so it is, might not be for everybody, I think. Uh, because it, it takes a lot of really stylistic leaps that I super really enjoyed. There's one scene where uh, Jamil, they get in a fight, Jamil and Sabor get in a fight and Jamil gets really drunk and uh, Nabi uses quote unquote uh, ugly colors 
Um, and I loved it. I thought it was gorgeous. Um, but it's, you know, it's a uh, map to the sun colors. <laughs> so I adored it. Um, but you know, it's a thing and, uh, boo means, uh, blossoms. And that's a thing that Sabor loves. Sabor's always shown wearing, uh, flowers. And so it's, it's like a thing. So it's, and there's like uh, the backstory of these characters is really interesting and sometimes tragic, of course, because, you know, queer stories and Mm -hmm. these situations and, and, and it's, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just a voice that I'd never read anything like before. And again, you've got intersex story, which is not hugely common or hugely Mm -hmm. told, uh, the creator themselves, uh, Nobby is a, a trans man uh, from Tamil. So, you know, it's, it's uh, authentic. Mm-hmm. So it's an authentic voice telling a very interesting story. And it was a great comic. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. I, um, and I've been flipping through and I, I, there's so many different types of art style, like you were saying. And mm. you, you go from like hand-drawn to digital to, to black and white. And it's just, it's just, it's really dynamic. Yeah, the like the black and red and white stuff's usually like uh, uh, flashbacks, um, and the rest of it tends to be uh, like modern kind of stuff. There, like the there were times when I kind of had to go, okay, I'm just not going to understand this, like the politics parts, um, th- like that stuff. I was just like, okay, I don't have the context for this. <laughs> so I just kind of like rolled with it like those chapters I was like I'm gonna read and try to understand what I can but I don't know what was going on in India in 2016 so (laughs) I was gonna say you're not a uh uh Indian uh news like connoisseur (laughs) you know I try to keep up as much as I can with global uh like global news and stuff like that i really really try to but i you know you can't do everything especially in 2016 uh, when <laughs> when there's so many dumpster uh, fires in the united states <laughs> absolutely no I, um, I like to call my sister every now and again just to let her know that there was a coup somewhere and yeah. that's like how we don't pay attention i was like hey there's a coup yesterday we don't pay attention with, to what doesn't go on here. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I was in Thailand a couple of years out of my coup and I, you know, we were, we were going through our own things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not coup. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great book. I, I do recommend it. If you're at all interested in, uh, you know, international comics or international queer comics or just queer comics in general, uh, trans comics, comics by trans creators, uh, comics that use colors in different ways. Like this is uh, comics that use foreign languages in different ways. This covers your basis. It's really, really good. Just good comics. Looks really good. Seems like they're really neat book. Yeah, it definitely does. And, and it's, yeah, it's all about voices, you know, just mm. just different voices. And these are definitely voices that are not heard a lot. So that's really cool. Yep. Okay. Well, I we go ahead and go on to our next spotlight. Uh, where is the bottle going to land on next? The bottle. The spin what? the bottle. 
gosh. Please, please, please. So wait, do I have out. to make out with my spotlight when it's my yes, turn? Yes, you do, and I see what it is. And no, I'm just joking. Uh, Richard, why, why, don't, why don't you go next? And no making out is necessary. Uh, awesome. Uh, so for my uh, spotlight, I decided to read Chicken Devil by uh, Brian Busolato, Hayden Sherman, and Hassan Atsmane Elhau. And uh, by Aftershock, and it's a, um, it's been a while since I've walked into the comic book shop and bought a book, you know, with no buzz, just off the strength of the cover, that it was just like, oh, there's a guy in the mascot head pointing a gun at me, I have to buy that, yeah. I need to know what's inside. Um, and it's, it's, it's a good one, it's a, it's a weird one. Um, so basically, uh, our boy Mitchell Moss, he's a, uh, a fried chicken sandwich magnate, I guess. That's funny. Basically, he has like a successful chain of uh, uh, chicken sandwich food trucks and restaurants around Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a family that kind of gets on his nerves because he just kind of wants to focus on business, but he loves them. And basically, they're trying to plot out their next vacation. Then he gets an emergency call from his uh, business partner. And basically his business partner is enlarged with a bunch of drug dealers and either has stolen their drugs or stolen their money or destroyed their drugs and lost their money we don't know but now Mitchell's wrapped up in it and they're gonna kill them both Mm. so he decides to make a break for it he like charters a yacht and then he's like I'm gonna get my family on this yacht get them out of harm's way so we can handle this business yacht gets blowed up with his whole family <laughs> on it. <laughs> and yeah, wait, wait, go ahead. Wait, the family dies? <laughs> the family dies. Uh. And so <laughs> he goes to visit his mom, who's currently convicted uh, for apparently murdering her uh, abusive boyfriend. He's to get advice. <laughs> He's just having a time. Oh, no, that, that's yeah. actually what the book starts out with. They're like, you know what in a story where someone just has a day? Well, mm. this is my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's basically like the opening, uh, the opening text for the uh, the story. Oof. And uh, so his mom's like, Well, you're soft, so like you're really <laughs> not gonna do anything. Yeah. Like, that's not who you are, but you know, I'll like, take when care you got of it. Nothing, when, no, 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 but she's like, when you got nothing to lose, you got nothing to lose, you gotta live life that way. So <laughs> he gets a call from his partner. He's like, look, I can fix this. I can fix this. You got to go to this locker and, uh, and you can't be seen. Make sure you're not followed. So he has a chicken head mascot from one of the stores, puts it on his head so no one like recognizes him. But of course, he's being followed by like, you know, the drug kingpins, goons or whatever. So he tries to run away, slips on water in this locker room, is about to get shot in the face, except the hitman slips on said water as well and shoots himself through the bottom up, like underneath his chin through his brain. Oh, no. And seeds an issue. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if he's going to become a badass. I don't know if just. He's going to be on the run because everyone around him dies comically. I don't know. I just enjoyed it. The art was great. The writing was great. Oh, man, this sounds great. This is something 
Um, I think it came out on a week that uh, I had a lot of other polls, and I so I didn't pick up any newish or new comics that week. And now I'm kind of regretting that because it sounds absolutely yeah, really crazy. fun. <laughs> like, it just feels yeah, like yeah. I do feel bad uh, going after Darcy because I feel like Dar- Darcy Spotlight was like like this very meaningful indie film, and I'm like, hey, I got this summer blockbuster here. You guys want to read this uh, new Michael Bay book? <laughs> oh, feel like explosions. Yeah. It's like Darcy's like, yeah, we got some representation, not only you know internationally, you know sexual orientation wise and i'm like yo man dudes in the chicken head someone gets shot <laughs> it's amazing well that's what it's makes called variety exactly. <laughs> there you exactly. go oh. so a little bit of a hard pivot there but <laughs> just just this very sharp sharp right turn <laughs> so, very very nice well i think um that does sound really good and i'll I guess I'll go next. Um, uh, not as much of a hard pivot <laughs> on, 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 on mine. Um, but I, so a new book came out by Matt Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. And they're the ones who did Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. So I <laughs> had to pick it up. And then it's called uh, What's the Furthest Place From Here? Um, and it's also um, lettered by Hassan Asme Alahu as well. El uh, Al Richard said it better than I did. <laughs> oh, oh he, he's pulling double duty. Good yes, for him. Keep getting, <laughs> keep getting them checks, Hassan. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, um, just like Four Kids of Lock in the Bank, it's another story about kids uh, possibly doing the wrong things, but for reasons that they feel are right. And but this time. Uh, it, this is, takes place after an unknown apocalypse where kids form gang-like families to stay alive and um, and becoming an adult is some kind of death sentence or or a ticket to exile. Um, it hasn't really explained that yet, but um, but the uh, the story focuses on the academy who live in an old record shop and pick records to define who they are each day. And um, there's there's already questions going on from the first page, like. Why is a character named Proofrock losing his teeth? And how is Sid pregnant when apparently these kids don't even know what being pregnant is? <laughs> so, and, uh, but then things get worse when a former member of the Academy, whose name is Slug, is, um, is now an adult and he comes back to the record shop bleeding in need of help. So the gang goes outside and um, not only sees a rival gang that are donned in pig masks, um, but also these two possibly faceless women in black that uh, they refer to as the strangers. So as the fight ensues, um, they, they, the fight finishes and they come back and the bed that slug had died on earlier during the fight is is now empty and there's a trail of blood so they they think that the strangers during that fight t- took slug's body which is not a normal situation apparently in this comic but um so nothing like that has happened before and uh things seem to start getting worse when another member of the group disappears with only a, a splatter of blood and a broken knife as evidence of what happened so there's a musical tie to this as well. So it's post-apocalyptic. It's about ne'er-do-well kids. It's music-oriented. So it's up my alley. Mm-hmm. And, and Tyler Boss is an amazing artist. Matthew Rosenberg is a good 
good writer who's also kind of funny at the same time. There's some good Matthew Rosenberg style humor in here too. So good so far. Good some good references. I meant to pick that up last week, but I don't know. Maybe either I missed it or it was sold out by the time I got to the comic book shop. But it was one of those deals where when I got home, I was like, oh, the new Matthew Rosenberg book. <laughs> yeah. I meant to go pick that up. They so um I I tried to order the special edition that came with actual record with music that was inspired by the um by the the comic and um oh, the nice. place the place that I pre-ordered from ended up getting short shipped and they actually did not get shipped any vinyl record edition yeah. of, of these of the comics and they said that even the regular editions got short shipped on this one for for some reason so if it probably wasn't there when you were trying to pick it up the worst it is and they said we might be getting some and we'll hold one for you if we do and i'm like please do but if you don't that's okay you know and so i picked it up digitally to 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 give it a read but hopefully i'll have a a fun comic book vinyl record in my i need a minor like trigger warning like clarification Mm -hmm. it's a comedy it has it has humor in it. It's not a comedy, but it's kind of like for kids to walk in the bank. It has kind of humor in it, but it's not really a comedy. You know, like it's just like so kids pregnant. Kids don't know what pregnancy is. Like there's a mm-hmm. way that happens. Exactly, and it's not generally a good way. And they don't. Re- and they don't really. Uh, they don't call kids it get raped. Yeah. Well, well, it sounds. It doesn't sound like that's what happened, but it's. Oh. It um it sounds it sounds more more like it was a consensual thing, but I it's it's so far f- from the future in the future that that children don't longer know how babies are made. Oh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, so it's it's okay. a, it's it's for it's it's kind of a, a weird story because apparently the way these these gangs are formed is these strangers um, take young kids and bring them to to these different these different places for them to be raised by these gangs as they lose numbers once once they get too old to be uh part of the um part of society because they you know like i said they get exiled once they become an adult which question is is when when is adulthood because usually in books like this like adulthood is like puberty so the fact that someone's pregnant that's not the case in this story yeah. so who knows who decides what an adult is in this one who knows? so so yeah no, no uh no, no content or trigger warning yet i don't think but we'll, we'll see what happens maybe just use your own discretion yeah okay well i have a spotlight yeah carrie does um, have a spotlight i want her to go last because it kind of goes because it goes into topic. what we're doing today so yes. um the original plan for this particular episode it was my choice and i had wanted to read um one of the spotlights darcy had featured a while ago this season called hookie by um miriam bonastra tour and if i butchered that name i apologize i'm not very good with uh names don't worry i've butchered enough names today uh, and um <laughs> So it's it's really good. Also, if you hear my dog, he's growling at me for some reason. I have no idea what's going on. But um, so the um, it's really cute. It's about um, sibling witches who are they miss the bus to magic school and then kind of like they're considered the bad guy at some point. And if I sound really vague on what this is, it's because the book that I bought, because I'm very much um, about physical hard copy editions when I read, um, 
it is half the story when you get this story and this is by no means like a diss to anyone I just wanted to mention this as my spotlight because if you gentle listener are like me where you really prefer a physical collected edition of something if you bought this book or you want to buy this book just be forewarned you're missing almost a third to a half of the original's uh story from webtoons and And if you go ahead decide you don't want to buy the book and you want to read it on webtoons because they've printed a physical edition uh they've locked down a lot of the chapters after chapter 22 so you can only read two chapters at a time on daily pass yeah so they've made it they've made it incredibly difficult to read now (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to mention that too because we are a big like um you know supporter of webtoons and everything yes so it's just again i understand it's you know at the end of the day everything's a business and people need to make Mm. money yeah but for the reader if you're expecting one thing on either mm. place now you're not going to get what maybe you originally thought yeah. yeah so um that was my spotlight I still really want to read it but I think we're just gonna have to we break t- the paywall and and read it on webtoons because yeah. I want the full story we, it's super we, cute the art's great we didn't have we could there's no way that we could have read it all in the week and and it's <laughs> not it's not first half or second half like in the book that Carrie's describing it's literally like segments taken yeah. from the, the webtoon and like and then put in there so I, i'm assuming it's just basically the main plot like the, whatever drives the plot forward is is in the book and that's it yeah i so. think part of it might be miriam said she lost um part of the that's first right. half of oh, no. um her like archived files for a lot of the first half of the story um yeah. so when she was going to reprint to print the book uh, she had to actually like redraw oh, um, wow. um, uh, uh, some of the first. So she, um, so so that might be why a lot of the first part is missing. Okay. She just kind of did a basic. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I don't want to redraw all this shit. Which is super unfortunate, you know, <laughs> yeah. for everyone. That's awful. That is That's That's so much yeah, work. That that might be part of it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to, if you want to read it, I like Carrie, I, I super recommend it. Um, but you do have to go like two chapters or two episodes a day. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of slow unless you, unless you buy coins, which I also recommend if you have the money to do so buy coins, it's, um, I think Hookie's three coins per episode. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. So I didn't, this is gonna. This is really gross and I'm really, really sorry. I'm just putting it out there I thought Tumix was the only place that did coins I didn't know that was an actual thing on a bunch of different readers so yeah sorry everyone (laughs) now you know all all sorts of web comics do coins I learned something today so thank you (laughs) (laughs) well um kind of reminding and Richard um I'm actually you might remember what video game it was but they just released a um an anthology of this game and one of them was not included because all the source code got lost i'm trying to remember what series it was but it's a the the mass effect the the dlc that the source code was missing i think it might have been mass effect yeah it was something like that yeah yeah one um, of the dlcs from the uh, collected edition isn't there because they lost the source code and like uh basically pirates of the internet like rebuilt it back up for them 
yeah wow. yeah that which is is pretty crazy that yeah like the, the people who have pirated this before were able to locate the source code and and rebuild it and release it essentially so hopefully you know I, i'm not saying pirating is good but hopefully somebody might have the original drawing somewhere and make it a little bit easier on everybody for this comic maybe yes i don't yeah. know okay well <laughs> so sounded like really sad okay okay well this leads us to our main subject um which is was carrie's second choice but um still a fun read in my opinion but it was uh so we uh did the adaptation of mystery science theater 3000 the comic and here we go it's by joel hodgson hot hod oh my god hodgson <laughs> harold buckholtz matt mcginnis seth robinson cheryl volp Mary Robinson, Todd Nwok, Wes Zioba, uh, Mike Manley, Jack Pollock, Mimi Simon, and Michael Heisler. And it's produced by uh, Dark Horse Comics. So that's a big bunch of creators. So Carrie, um, want to go ahead and let us know why you chose this and yes. kind of give us a synopsis? Okay, so I am a more recent fan of MST3K. Um, but when I like something, I fall in love and I become absolutely obsessed. <laughs> so we, if you have app for you, Brian, <laughs> if you have um, <laughs> app based television, there is a channel called Pluto TV that shows mm -hmm. all the old um, episodes of MST3K. I am a fan of Joel because I do love a good receding hairline on a man. <laughs> and um, Oh, I, it's really weird. I'm so embarrassed, but I really do. Um, so I just, I think he's the cutest and I, th I love his humor. Um, so I fall asleep to that every night. I picked the book because once I found out like about Hookie and I was bummed, like really bummed about that. And my, my disappointment turns into annoyance very quickly. Um, I was just like, fine, I need to pick another book. We talked about MST3K, the ad adaptation, once Brian mentioned that it was there. And I was like, oh, sweet. This is actually something I really want to like read because I love the whole vibe of MST3K. And for those of you who have not given the show a shot or don't know what I'm talking about, it is um, a dude who is on a spaceship who got exiled there or sent there by um, mad scientists and they call it the experiment. And the experiment is when they sh send movies to the spaceship. So that way it's like supposed to drive the person crazy that they basically kidnapped, but the person riffs on the movies and they're all really old horror or old sci-fi if you're like Brian and I, where our parents are a little bit older, and so the point of reference is like from their childhood, it makes the movies even more fun because these are things that like our parents grew up watching, like maybe at the drive-in or at the nickel theaters. Um, so these are things that like we've heard about. And um, the person who was uh, Joel in the seasons like one through three or four, when he um, is the person that, that's the experiment, he is actually, um, he built robots. He built um, Gypsy. He built Cambot, who's the person filming um, or the, the bot filming, uh, Tom Servo and Crow. And so um, the bots riff with Joel or Mike in later seasons. And then they do host segments in between like little skits or whatever. 
So that's just, it's the exact same premise for the comic book. Now the comic book um, has Kinga Forrester, who is the daughter. Mm -hmm. She's the daughter of Dr. Forrester from the original MST3K. Um, She designs the Bubblator, which is a machine that takes crappy old comics, sends them up to the Satellite of Love, which is a spaceship that they're on, and um, takes basically their essence and their bodies adds them all over the place to these old comics <laughs> like so in this comic version you have Jonah who's the experiment person and then you have Tom Servo you have Crow you have Gypsy you have M Waverly and you have Growler and all the bots and the experiment person are put into these really hilarious situations um, I thought the comic did a really good job of differentiating what was added as um, of the script and what was original it's really small it's a tiny little like air bubble that they put on the word bubbles so that way you know it's something that's been added to the original comic um the so there's the black cat if you heard my dog my dog <laughs> he's like staring at me and he wants me to pick him up so bad um and I'm standing up so he can sit on my seat so like there's the black cat which Jonah goes into there is Tom Servo teen reporter which stars Tom Servo with meaty thighs as a teen boy <laughs> um and then Crow gets sent into horror comics and I'm the name leaves me for this I, I think they're just a bunch of different they're just like a bunch anthology. of different so yeah all you need to know about Crow is he turns into the Crow Keeper. So it's another great reference to anybody who's maybe our age or grew up with Tales from the Crypt um, on HBO. And like, I remember like Fox in our area used to do reruns of them late, late, late at night, um, obviously edited. So like, mm-hmm. it's just these really, it's silly it's dumb. It's super fun. The, the people who, I will, I'll, I'll say this caveat because I've been obsessively watching MST3K for like the last few months. When I read the book, I heard the original voice of Crow say the lines. I heard the original voice of Tom Servo say the lines. I heard Gypsy. I heard Joel as Jonah because I've never seen the Netflix series. Um, the reboot. Mm-hmm. So that made this extraordinarily funny to me because I was placing voices that I'm super familiar with, that I'm super comfortable with doing the bits. Now, if you are new to MST3K or you, you think the, the, like the way that it's done is silly, or maybe you're not a, you know, you have one particular experimental person that you prefer to, to others, it might be a little disjointed and I think it might be maybe not as funny. So I do think that it's, um, that you have to either go in with a really big open mind to kind of like the premise of everything or go in. And I think it's okay to go in with like your favorite person, your favorite voices, because I do think it adds to the element of the comic and the fact that Joel had such a heavy hand in this makes me really happy because if you've seen 
like the documentaries about MST3K or if you've heard like some interviews with him, it's something that he's so happy with and he loves so much and it's such a passion project. So some of the, the gags and the bits were ripped from, like you can hear it because you know it's his style of comedy. And then like, there was one where it says, um, oh, what was it? It was just like- Watch out for snakes. Oh, it was not the, it wasn't or, the snakes one. It was the- um, Women? No, it was, oh. oh no, I'm forgetting it. It was the, it, there's a bit where they're like, oh, uh, I hope my wind song stays on her mind. And that's a, that's a, an act, that's a bit from the show that they've used twice in the Joel seasons. Cause it's a funny, it's a funny joke. <laughs> and so um, it's just something I, this is, and also too, this is the first pick I've made in a long time that I'm super pleased with that I picked it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is actually like, I, I had so much fun reading it. And so many actual laugh out loud moments where I was like, this is, I had such a good time. And I think sometimes as readers of whatever we decide to read, we forget that at the end of the day, it's, it's just about enjoying ourselves. And I think sometimes with, with our podcast, I get like, oh, you know, I, I need to pick something that everyone's going to like, and I need to make sure we all enjoy it. And I'm the last one who enjoys it because I take, I, 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 I so overthink everything. So this time it was, I had such a good time doing the reading for this particular episode. Like it was just so thoroughly enjoyable though. It made me fall asleep when I was reading just because my eyes got so strained reading those old timey yellow print comics. But I thought the writing was great. I thought the riffs were good. I thought the, I just thought everything about it was so much fun. I was so happy that, that they were able to do this and, and hopefully it was a success for them. So that's it. Richard and Darcy, you guys were part of the experiment too. Uh, what did you guys think as well? Richard? Oh, actually, um, I didn't get a chance to read it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> the only no, no. The only reason why I still came on the show is because I came to tell you about the great taste and affordability of Tostino's pizza uh, yeah. rolls. <laughs> you guys really like that pizza rolls? It's so good. I'm all about Tostino's pizza rolls now. I don't know why. <laughs> they're, like, just... they're like little wontons. <laughs> no, no, no. The book's fun. It was really, really fun. <laughs> that was good. You got me. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> that was good. You yeah. got you got <laughs> Yes, and because, that was, yeah, it was really oh, it was good. just a really fun book. Like uh like uh Carrie was saying, it's just like, oh yeah, no, like I read like I'm not into MST3K uh MST3K. I can speak words. Um, but like I've never <laughs> been that into it, but like I've I've watched it enough, like I understand the beat. So definitely like there's certain jokes that I'm reading on the panel that I'm like, yes, like that's exactly an MS3 T uh MST3K joke. I don't know why I can't do that. But like it just it hits those same beats. The segments were all fun. I think the Crow Keeper was the best of yes. the yes. segments in my opinion. But like, yeah, that no, was a really, really fun book. Oh good. There's I didn't some... like it. <laughs> okay, you didn't at like all. It. Oh no. I kind of hated it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> I, it might have been a pacing thing for me. 
Um, the pacey it, wasn't. Yeah, there was parts where the pacey wasn't great. I will definitely yeah, agree with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's. I have you ever read um, Marvel's Romance Redux? Yes. No. No. I, it's kind of a similar thing. It's where Marvel takes their old romance comics and uh, like took out the the word bubbles and um, basically fills them in. Does a couple of other little things, but it's a similar thing they did it i don't know 10 15 years ago something like that okay and it's i i don't know i just i read that a lot of years ago and i kind of went back last night and was like i just remembered that being this but better Mm -hmm. and i went back (laughs) last night and i was like it's it's this but better um and i just i I don't know i just the tatinos thing was just not funny to me it was really cringy and it just kept coming up over and over and over and i was like this just isn't funny to me and the i i I just i couldn't do it there was one joke that really made me laugh and that was the comics code authority the this is not approved by the comics code authority and the in the black cat um comic Mm-hmm. I like that joke. I really like that joke. <laughs> I, I like the Black Cat comic. Like, I'm a real big fan of that comic, which you can read on Graphite, by the way. It's available. Go read it. It's a great comic. It's from the 1940s. There are racist shit in there. Um, <laughs> like there all comics. Stuff in this they, they pulled out one of the most racist things they could have pulled out. That was a horrible yeah. comic. Um, which is which is classic MC3K where they'll riff on the yes. how bad something yeah. is like that. Um. So I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't like Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is something I've, you know, I have watched the Netflix series. Um, it's not their best series. I don't, I don't think Joel's the best. Um, uh, Jonah's the best of all of the guys that do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Joel. I like Mike. Um, I, I watch the show on Pluto when I work, especially when I work late nights, I like watching Rift Tracks. Rift Tracks is also on Pluto. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice just because it doesn't have the little in-between thing. So you can like just watch the movies. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I like Mystery Science Theater. It's how I did dates when I lived in Thailand. Sometimes <laughs> you would do like friendship dates and you watch Mystery Science Theater on youtube on sync like it's a great thing to have like with friend dates i you know it's a great show but i think pacing has a lot to do with the comedy yeah i I don't know i really love the show but i think pacing is important for me like where i get the comedy of it from um i thought the art was really fantastic um you know when you update a there's comic book companies especially like old comic book companies like marvel and dc will constantly like take not constantly because they want to hide their old racism but frequently they will take their old comics and reprint Mm -hmm. and when they do that they'll update the art sometimes yeah because they're they're cowardly they'll recolor or or update the art because they want it to look prettier and they want to sell it for more money and so they'll be like oh we've redrawn this or we'll recolor or we'll whatever because they're bastards Mm -hmm. but um and that's there's a skill to that um but there's a real talent i thought that was shown in the art here uh with like the way they slipped in the characters and Mm -hmm. matched 
art, I thought that was done really, really well because it's not just like matching styles. Cause a lot of people will be like, I want to, I want to draw a, a golden era lookalike comic. And that's mm-hmm. one thing, but this isn't just a lookalike. It's like matching the art to a specific artist. Yeah of a specific comic like this looks like the black cat comic and it did and I thought that was extraordinarily well done and that was the Mm -hmm. part that I personally liked the best no yeah and that that was definitely like a really good job of of putting them in into the into the comics and and the stories and see with with me um I the I like the like the I love lo-fi kind of stuff and the original mc3k i think it's really more lo-fi than that and the interstitials um especially uh especially when the interstitial has to do with them parodying the movie that they're 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 doing that day that for that for that episode are usually the best interstitials yeah so so that this whole comic to me was like a one huge interstitial parody you know like they were because like tom you know they were each characters in the actual story which is not normal for msc3k but i i do have to say i was very trepidatious about reading this one because i did read the first issue when it first came out and i felt much like like you do darcy uh, when i first read the first issue and where it was where I felt like, okay, this is okay, but it's long. And like, I don't really, I wasn't getting the the humor beats and it wasn't till I picked it up to read it the second time, like this time around where I I'm getting, I think I'm my brain must just been in the mood to, to, and knew what the pacing was. Like Carrie said, we've been watching MSC3K every night. <laughs> so I, I will I, say this. Um, I, I banged through it all today. And mm-hmm. the um the I want to say the first three issues have worse pacing than the back three issues. Yes. So I think if you That's push true. it, push through it as a like, you know, as a project, as it it gets easier to read and like, you know, it just yeah. gets more comfortable to read. Maybe that's why I kind of left with higher spirits because I was like it felt like a slog reading the first few issues. Like I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then like as I as I got to like four, five, and six, I kind of just burned through it and it was mm. a lot funner. I can't yeah. tell you which parts were issues one, issues two, issues three, yeah. because it all blended together for me. And I think if I read this as individual issues, I don't again You'd get lost. I would. Yeah. I would get lost in the story, but because like you, Richard, I read it all together last night. And while MST3K was playing in the background, I was reading it. So like I fully and, indoctrinated. Totally. Yes. And also too, I mean, like I like it. I like MST3K so much. I went in maybe not with like low expectations, but I probably went in subconsciously, like I'm going to enjoy this because of who created it. You know what I mean? So maybe I gave it passes. Maybe I just, you know, didn't understand the, the pacing as much as everybody else. But like, I just, I, I, it was such a fun romp for me that I was like, I could forgive maybe the fact that I fell asleep halfway through reading it because my eyes were so strained, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, I mean, yeah, like there was definitely issues with it, but I, I and I understand where Darcy, where you're coming from. As 
as someone who can fall asleep through the best comics, I I have I have no fault on on fondness <laughs> Even even the best books, I'll fall asleep during sometimes, just depending on where my brain is. Um, one thing I really did like about it that made me enjoy it more, what Darcy was saying about the art, is not only were they like doing a great job of matching and blending those styles, but I did like when. Like when you watch some or watch when you read some older books, like yeah, the art is inconsistent. So like I did like when someone's head would just get really weird, and they'd be like, "Hey, yo, yo, your head just got really weird." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why am I in the background now? Yeah. You know, like, or like what happened? Or like you know. Yeah. Or like right, or they're like, "Wait, were we sitting in different positions yes. before?" Like, like no one was paying attention to that stuff, and I did feel like it was cute that it was calling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And okay, so uh, one of my huge cons at first was the Totino put pizza rolls gag, but you know the show, um, don't you? Um, um, it's it's uh, don't you? It's like it's time to leave or what was it called? The the comedy. It's don't on you Netflix. Think you should leave or something don't, like don't that. Don't you think I you should leave? Yeah, I have no I, idea I'm what totally you're talking remember. about. But there, the comedy. Oh, the well, it's it's a skit show, but the comedy on yes. it is. It's essentially it's repetitive comedy to the fact to the point where it's not funny anymore, but then it gets funny again because they just keep on hammering home this that's like, what, thing. That's what I was gonna say too yeah. about the Totino's role. It's not a funny joke, but it's I not. appreciate no. that. Everyone tells me that's a thing. Yeah. And it's never been a thing for me. Yeah, and, and, and it is a definitely a, a very niche type of humor, but don't you think you should leave? Is the name of the show. There we go. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Richard. And so, yeah, the, uh, the, um, but yeah, that is definitely a niche type of humor and they definitely can get old real fast, but, but this is, that's definitely that, that gag was definitely that kind of gag where it's just like, let's just, you know, this is stupid, but we're just going to keep on saying it until it's funny. And then it's not funny. And then it's funny again. (laughs) I mean, the first time for me, it was really funny because I'm like product placement, you know, but then I, like on the third time I glossed over that part because yeah. there was funnier bits coming mm-hmm. so yeah I understand that that's not it, a funny thing it was also a reference to the old like the the hostess fruitcakes ads and stuff like that from 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 the old comics as well which is yeah cool. see that's that's kind of what I thought it was was it yeah. was just a hostess fruit cake thing <laughs> and then I was like yeah enough already <laughs> yeah i was like i i get it yeah. so one other weird thing is uh seeing crow's legs <laughs> in it which is not as uh, disturbing as seeing kermit the frog's legs but but still it have was, you kind of strange have you watched the netflix one no i haven't his legs are in the netflix oh one. his legs are, okay yeah so they, Oh, I know that yeah, Tom you, you see yeah you see his legs in in the in the netflix one okay and they uh, are weird yeah it's just really strange his limbs are I just, just love, weird in general i just loved in the crow segment how awful um those characters were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they were always going to do the most horrendous thing <laughs> Exactly. The, 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 the was it the, the the one with the the married couple the bad marriage he, they had she's like He's interviewing the new uh, assistants, like, and you'll be able to do bouncy time. Like, I'm like, yeah, bouncy lap time. <laughs> like, bouncy <laughs> lap time. I'm like, we're, we're, you're, you're just like hitting the nail on the head of like, yes, I'm, I'm evil. I'm the, I'm the evil character. Yeah. Have yeah. no empathy for me. <laughs> I, 
I just liked how she um she gets the plastic surgery or whatever. And then um they're like, well, you could have just done that and not killed everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like I also, awful, awful yeah. people. I also do like the reference to when they showed her at first. And they're like, oh, look, the, the actor from Loki is here. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> That's that right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah. so there's a, a few contemporary jokes in there as well so there were quite a few contemporary <laughs> jokes yeah. for but, when but, it was yeah and also, that's that's common yeah. yeah and they also made some good like like some comic book specific jokes as well like uh i could have been a dc comic you oh know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know they, they definitely um they, they roasted the genre as well so that, that was nice um there's was, one about the infinity gauntlet wasn't there yes, yes. there yeah. was yeah there was definitely. i think there was an uh dc versus marvel joke in there yes. mm-hmm. yeah there was a few so, so they yeah they, they did a good job kind of uh kind of trying to get more comic book readers having their kind of yeah. as well so no um i also so when i first read it i think one of the reasons why i had put it down after the first issue was because i was expecting every issue to have different comics in it i like the fact that they stuck to three because because i think it would have been just way too scattered if if it oh, was yeah. like a, a, a new like genre hopping each issue yeah. yeah, like like a new public domain comic every single issue, you know, like yeah. So just having each of the main uh, hosts, you know, in their own comic, you know, worked. And we've also said it, I um, it, but like um, the crow as the crypt keeper, I think was my favorite. And in general, the 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 horror comics, I think were my favorite part of the the whole thing. I I did like Tom Servo, Teen Reporter. I thought. <laughs> The whole premise was ridiculous, and I thought it was really, really funny. I just, yeah, I thought that one did it the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing Tom Servo with the human body. Yeah, and like, yeah. That's great. It's yeah. just a great visual, and that no yeah. one in the world, like you know, calls to the said fact said anything that about had, it. Yeah, that his head's a gumball machine. They just <laughs> yeah. kept it moving. It was and, very and polite of them. Even when they were like, oh, I'm looking straight into your eyes. And then the other character's like, I can't look into your eyes. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Stupid. That, that was the funniest Totino rolls bit was they just put the rolls in his fucking head. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. It was so entertaining. Yes. Which is classic because like they used to put gumballs, like whatever they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's literally, it's literally a gumball thing. machine, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So... And um, that was the one where the, the art did change, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In that yeah. one, yeah. Like I like where it just went for that uh, more vibrant, like uh, more pop art or you know advertising art style. Really, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, no, yeah, there was some really good blending in, in it, and, and it definitely hats off to the, the entire art crew, even the original artists. You know, like you know, like everything just just really went well. I'm not a I'm not the biggest. Todd Nowak fan, but or not me neither. But it worked. It, he he it, it, his. I think I think having very photo reference type characters really worked well with this comic. You know, because you know, like because they they were dealing with a TV show essentially. So yeah. it was it was nice to see that that uh, Jonah looked like Jonah and Kinga looked like Kinga and all that. And TV son of TV's Frank, which I love. By the way, I. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what Patton Oswalt's character was on that that's show. Funny. That's, Max, yeah. Yeah, that's that's excellent. <laughs> so, 
uh, and then also the new robots, pretty cool. Yeah, definitely as well. So I, I, I had to eventually watch the Netflix show. I think it was it's because it felt like there was too much polish on it. Is the only reason why I haven't watched it's, the Netflix. Yeah, show. it's it's not the best. A couple of them are good. It's 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 okay. <laughs> I I did subscribe to get more MSC3K done through Kickstarter, so I um I am excited to see what happens next. And also they have a new. Uh, Host as well, Emily. Emily, yeah, yeah. So she was. Um, again, I'm not an MS3 team. Oh God, I can't. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we all get it. I've been saying those initials since I was 10 or 11. So yeah, it's. it's but yeah, I've, I've never been crazy into that show, but I've seen enough of it, and mm-hmm. there is something off-putting. I've not seen the Netflix show at all, but there is something off-putting that something that's supposed to look so like grainy and gorilla when it just has that sheen of polish to it like yes. i look at it and it's like if, i feel like we're doing something wrong like, mm. <laughs> yeah. like there's still there's still little models and everything like it still right. looks like models but it's really well done models Right, oh, right. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like in the '90s when, like, the concept of like, no, I don't want to listen to that band anymore. They sold out. Like, it <laughs> feels like it. <laughs> it kind of has that feeling to it. Um, yeah, Because, yeah, like, I mean, like, this the show started on Minnesota Public Access Television, and that's mm-hmm. like its roots. And like, if Tom Servo's head doesn't fly off in the middle of a of an interstitial, then it's not a, a true interstitial. Know. You know, so when he when the puppets fall apart, yeah, oh, when good. they literally fall apart and they don't, they just do one. T- take and, and just keep on going yeah so yeah it's, so it's great so well thank you for reading it you guys darcy i'm sorry you didn't like it but i'm glad you read Shit it happens yeah, yeah unfortunately that happens sometimes yeah it's no big deal i reread uh romance redux which i hadn't read in a bazillion years <laughs> I definitely enjoyed that too when I when I had read it. I only read a little bit of it, but I did like it. I think I read it because because you because you had recommended it, Darcy, actually. And so honestly, very possible. <laughs> very possible. <laughs> okay. So all right. Well, I think that might be it for the show then. Uh, unless you guys have uh anything else you want to add. Uh... <laughs> lettering was good too. Yeah. Lettering updated lettering oh. you oh, know yeah. like if, if we're talking about matched art mm-hmm. match lettering also really good they did a really good job on that oh yeah thank you for bringing that up because yeah that is like and like because like they would you know the, the the original bubbles would stay the same except they would out you know obviously have them say tom instead of whatever the kid's name was in the original so yeah and you may have to move them around a little bit to yeah. fit new characters in and stuff like that mm-hmm so no. yeah, all, all all of the movements they did, plus the added lettering, any sort of added onomatopoeias they did. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've even read the earliest Black Cat issues. So no, and and the yeah, they, they, they did a pretty good job. I mean that that was definitely a, a pretty good work as well. Like they they hmm. they they did a really good job on that. I have to say. All right. Well, oh, now I'm looking at Romance Redux and I'm like, how do I not remember this? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Definitely. When did it come out? Uh, 2006. Yeah, hmm. it's old, but it's good. Yeah. And they need to keep, they need, somebody else needs to do it again. Marvel's only got like 12 billion romance comics that they have not uploaded to MU and they need to. Yeah. 
And that's including some uh, some Jack Kirby work too, right? Kirby's he, done it, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Ditko did it. Sweet. Ramita, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Lots of them did it. Venus Very is cool. on there. Uh, Ditko did Venus. Oh, cool. Very cool. Okay. I'm looking here. They have one issue of Teenage Romance from 1960, three issues of Love Romance. Yeah, it's Slim Pickens on here on uh, Marvel <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah. We have to put it on there. Hopefully, hopefully soon. A little more love for the uh, Golden Age mm-hmm. and 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 Silver Age romance comics. Stuff. Yeah, just in general. I don't think they even have like a lot of the, like, the Invaders, like original Invader stuff. And... They've got quite a bit of the oh, Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've cool. got they've got the Defender and Rusty on there, which nobody else has really Ooh. given any love to. Nice. That's very cool. Okay, back when when that went that Marvel could be considered indie comics mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way or timely, I guess. Um, yeah, no, right. they've, they've got quite a bit of golden age stuff on there. Definitely. Okay. Before the uh, comics code destroyed everything. Um, all right. Depends well, on who you talk to. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so we, I guess um, I'll, I'll go ahead and put the show to rest here. Uh, if you guys are okay with that. So um, mm-hmm. we have reached the end of the show. And thank you to everyone for listening to the show. Email us any questions or comments at better at gmail.com. And Instagram and Twitter is cdbpod. Website is comicsisarebetter.wordpress.com. And you can request a subject for a future show. And, uh, you know, follow, rate, tell a friend, let, you know, let people know. Also, you know what? Um, we got, we made stickers. And if you email me, if you want the podcast and say you want a sticker and let us know what your favorite indie comic is, you know, we'll send you a sticker in the mail. Why not? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if you're interested, they're, they're pretty cool. You know, we'll, we'll, we might put a, a sample up on the, uh, on the, on uh, Instagram or Twitter to show you what it looks like, but, uh, but they're pretty cool. I, I hope they you are. like them. Uh, all right. Well, Darcy, where can we find you? I am at books under, uh, yeah books underscore serial on twitter and books and serial.wordpress.com uh still just being disappointed about <laughs> old man hawkeye so oh yeah wastelanders we're at seven if you paid for it which please for the love of god don't pay for it just <laughs> listen to it for free yeah i think we're at five or six on the six did six. for free today <laughs> yes that's the one which was good <laughs> it was all right not not the best but it was good <laughs> um the and richard where can we find you oh i'm on uh twitter and instagram at uh topcat 360 i'm pretty bored but i'm gonna be retweeting a bunch of uh basketball highlights for the next like three or four months nice so that'll be fun. <laughs> very 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 nice actually well hopefully the heat do well going forward <sighs> We so, got another God, one tonight. That's all you get. Are we getting in for. a fight? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we getting a fight about basketball? There was a big <laughs> sigh there. No, his team beat up my team the other yeah, day. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up, but no, 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 no. no but, I, I'm aware. But your team is doing <laughs> your team is doing better than my team. It's just that just happened to be a fluke. That just, <laughs> it just happened. Um, all right. Well, if um, LeBron James doesn't play, you have to win that game. That's just how these like like just the math of it. If you just get whatever team you are you get it you get a chance to play lebron james's team and he's not playing you have yeah. to win that's my issue <laughs> that's, 
I totally agree. That's essentially like in, in hockey with like the Pittsburgh Penguins seem to do better when Sidney Crosby is not playing. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't make sense. That yeah, that yeah that's not how that's supposed to work. Yeah. So it's kind of the same way that happened with LeBron and the Lakers um, last week. All right. Well, I am at uh, Bryjan2814 on Twitter and Bryjan underscore CB on Instagram. And for Richard, Darcy, and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. And remember, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. And stop it. Or it might not be easy to. What the hell? (laughs) Oh, Oh, we have an old timey phone call coming in. It's it's Joel. Guys are getting a call from 1996. No, so like we're in my dad's antique room, and he has an old timey like 1800s wall phone, and I'm standing right next to it, and it's the first time it's gone off in like months. So someone actually called that line, which is hilarious. Well, thankfully now we have the bonus material for after the credits. So, 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 yeah, I, I, I just time stamped this. <laughs> um, oh my god, my fire alarm's going off. Hold on one second. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no. I think I'm adding that too. <laughs> wow. So, Richard, you're like, gonna... I'm gonna have, I was gonna say, I have to like have something explode before the uh, recording's <laughs> no. over. Not explode, but just make a loud sound. No, no, it's an escalation. The 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 Kool-Aid man's going to literally bust through your wall. (laughs) Like at the end of this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That would be hilarious. You don't know how happy that would make me. (laughs) (laughs) Like to be the guy on the news that that happened to. Exactly. I've I've always liked... um, the 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 mascots that are selling themselves as the food or something like that like so like the Kool-Aid men selling the Kool-Aid and like the Pillsbury Doughboy selling dough you know it's like I just really thought about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right sorry sorry everything okay on your end yeah no I I have no clue I I thought maybe the oven was still on or something but it is not so I don't know who knows so I have part two now of my uh my bonus segments. <laughs> did you get the time down okay? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. So we're good. Oh yeah. There's, I'm ha- right next to the kitchen. There's not a fire, so I don't I don't have a clue. That's good. And you don't smell anything? <laughs> the, maybe it's the uh, yeah. Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the something. <laughs> the Aurora Borealis in your <laughs> kitchen <laughs> at this time of year, at this time of place. That's all you, you can that's all you can assume. That's all can you I can see? assume. Can I see? <laughs> Oh, you know what? It's actually no. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. I took out. I took out the you know the battery. So oh, there you it go. It shouldn't happen again. Okay. Put the battery back in though. Later. <laughs> well, later. Not right yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I guess I'll. Yeah. Darcy, do you want to go? Um, do you want to continue? I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, friend dates. Friend something dates. Friend dates. It's it's great for it's great for friend dates. Um, 